back for season two of Candid with Hanin and Zahra. Hey. And this week's guest is the incredible Hannah Rasich. I mean, we've known her for so long, but sitting down with her and discussing something that she's very yeah. passionate about just made me love her even more. Yeah. And um, uh, we're very lucky that we managed to bring her into the studio. Yes. Um, and she's doing great things. She's one of the few influencers that's really you know, actively making a difference in the industry, um, in, in the world of overconsumption. Yes. So we cover everything about sustainability in the fashion industry and what you can do to start your sustainable journey mm-hmm. or um, just learn more and educate and why yourself. it's not able yes. to have a circular um, approach to fashion. Yes. Mm-hmm. So lots of uh, interesting conversations, things that I think everyone needs to start discussing more yeah. and and just learning more about mm-hmm. and implementing it in their lives. And that's something that I'm going to start definitely after yeah. that conversation. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to go full Marie Kondo in my oh, closet no. <laughs> because I've just I'm I'm, a, I'm an emotional hoarder. But that's what but that's what Hannah. I guess taught us that you don't have to go or all Marie Kondo, you know, there are baby steps it can yeah. take to be more sustainable, but I'll let you guys listen to it because it yeah. was a no really, really fun episode and I hope you enjoy it. And this is Candid with, with Hanin and Zahra. Zahra. So we're back in the studio and we're very excited to have this guest with us because it's been a long time coming. Um, We've been wanting to sit down with this beautiful human being for the longest time and it's finally happened. Uh, So we're here today with the gorgeous Hannah Rasek. Oh, hi guys. I can't believe this is happening. Finally. (laughs) You're such a jet setter. So thank you so much (laughs) for not jetting off so quickly this time so you can get some time with us. Yeah. No, I've I've really been wanting to do this for a while. So thanks for having me on here lady of no, course thanks. thanks for making the time we know you're super busy but um i'm not we're gonna that busy <laughs> no no you really are we i mean your instagram you're always like uh, you know saving the world one yeah. uh shitty piece of clothing at a time <laughs> so uh we're gonna do this thing where we do it with all our guests and uh we're gonna ask you to tell us about yourself in 30 seconds or less go um so my name's hannah for those who don't know i know you just give me an intro but um i grew up in amman i moved to dubai and then i moved to london a couple of years ago and i work in circular fashion so i work for a tech startup and i do a bit of consulting and i still do the instagram thing a little bit but not not so much anymore kind of a bit selective with that um just because I feel like it takes a lot of time and effort and um just some things and also just pushing like consumption and things like that I'm just feeling a little bit iffy about um but yeah that's me in a nutshell awesome great so tell us a little bit more about circular fashion for those of us who are listening to the podcast right now who are not familiar with the term so it's just basically um, trying to ke- close the loop when it comes to fashion and trying to put clothes back into a circular economy. Um, so I work, I, d- I handle communications for a tech startup that um, has like a user-facing app where you can book repairs, alterations, basically to extend the life cycle of garments. Um, and also on the B2B side, we're powering uh, aftercare for big brands. Um, so we just partnered up with Hugo Boss 
uh, in Germany, and we partnered up with Zalando. So um, big, big projects, but it's nice to see people kind of putting in the effort to kind of um, repair. It's just this this idea of always buying new is, I think, very overwhelming, and I think social media has really made it so much worse. And I felt it firsthand living in Dubai as an influencer, feeling like I always had to wear something new and I always had to shoot new content. And it, and I just, it was getting really overwhelming. So it's, I feel like I'm in a very comfortable place when it comes to fashion. We forget that it's really overwhelming. Um, and it's something we do every day, right? Get dressed. So um, to kind of have a healthy relationship with clothes is something that I've been trying to, to harness for the past couple of years that's interesting you said that because like you said with as an influencer yeah if you repeat your outfit that's like a big no-no yeah so at what point where was it that you're like wait a minute this is not something that i want to keep doing or, or or was it something like oh i know you're not very trend led in terms of like jumping on the bandwagon of what's trending which yeah. is right now it's all about being conscious and which is great that's yeah. a good trend to be on yeah but when was the point where you decided no this needs to stop so I, I was living in Dubai at the time and um, I think it was just um, the excessive amount of gifts that beauty products really that was kind of the trigger for me I was like I remember receiving I'm not gonna say the name of the brand but receiving this massive um, package with like 50 different foundations. I remember exactly. Rem and you the know The exact brand and the exact everything about it yeah. because that's turned me off mm. for the longest time. And you know what? They accidentally sent me two. Oh, oh no. wow. So I had like a hundred foundations at home <laughs> and um, it was, I couldn't really believe it. I was like, what am I going to do with all of this I have stuff? one face. Mm. I have one face and one shade. Like, it's that's my shade. Instead of doing customized gifting where you send over maybe like a palette or like, I, it was just so overwhelming. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do with yeah. this? Yeah. Um, so I was giving them out to people. I was getting like food deliveries and being like, give this to your <laughs> wife. Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. And um, it was... And the packaging. The packaging like, was really difficult to get rid of. I remember the packaging. It was massive. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a big pink thing. Yeah. And um, and just like, I just felt like I was generating so much waste. And I'm quite a small person and I lived by myself. I didn't produce that much waste, you know? Um, so it was just the... the and I, I get it. It's nice when, you know brands and like PR agencies and like creative agencies want to give you that experience of unboxing and things like that but sometimes it's just so excessive so I had this kind of one day I was just like oh I think we need to do something about all this waste and I started thinking about you know going back to school and kind of going back to university doing my master's in something that I can you know um, I felt like I needed to make a change and uh, that's what I did I went I went to the London College of Fashion and I uh, kind of, the whole, the whole college is uh, focused around sustainability and circularity and you just, it changed my relationship with, with, with clothes and, and beauty products and things like that. And I really, really do believe less is more. I do feel like um, while I was living in Dubai, I just had so much and um, it just, that was, it happened when I was living here. 
Um, but I don't think it's really so much about where you live, but more about um, just your relationship with clothes, honestly. I, did, I felt like I had to post something new every day and, and I just, that really became really overwhelming for me. It's stressful. Yeah. yeah it and is. you're also making people feel like they need to wear something new every day. Mm. Yeah. You know? And it's a lot of the time I felt like it was like you were, people were like borrowing samples but pretending it was their own stuff and there's no transparency. So your followers think you have a new bag every day and they can't afford that that lifestyle or it's unattainable. It's a catch 22, right? Yeah. It's like, at least be transparent. I tried to do that like towards the end before I moved, I tried to be like, Oh, um, I'm going for a fitting at Dior. They're dressing me for this rather than, um, pretending like, yeah, look at my new dress or gifted. Do you know what I mean? I just felt like it wasn't fair on people. Yeah. I still feel that way. Like, I really feel strongly about that way. But I think because it's not regulated here, mm. it's um, it's a problem. Like, in the UK, you have to say something is gifted. You have to say it's a press gift. You have to say it's an ad. You have to be really transparent with consumers. Um, yeah. I, it, it, uh, I don't know. I, I used to get messages that would make me really upset. Like, oh, I wish I had. And I'm like, oh, by the way, it's it's not what you think. It's, you know. So I just, yeah, it was living here was it was very excessive. It's funny you say that because there are some influencers that actually buy things themselves yeah. and then pretend that there was gifted to them because there's this like that uh, is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that like oh, it's like look, reverse Uno card. Yeah, it's like I I'm so <laughs> I'm so important <laughs> that uh, the brand gifted this to me. So there's that overconsumption is just, I feel like social media has played such a big role yeah. in that like lifestyle. I really hope that it starts to get regulated here because like in the UK, it's people will call you out if something is gifted and you haven't mm. said that it was. Yeah. So I feel like that should be, you know. But I think that goes back also to a bit of the culture as well. Mm. We don't really like saying how things are done, I guess, or yeah. how we've achieved something. Yeah. Like safe sense. face kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a cultural thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, it, it's just, it really was like mentally draining yeah. to constantly forget that influencers have to constantly create content, but to also think about what they're wearing when they're doing it mm-hmm. and that it's always something new. Um, I mean, to be honest, that I Zahra and I always have this conversation and this is, you know, when she... She does a lot more beauty than uh, fashion than I do. Sorry, I'm like she does a lot more beauty. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> no, she does a lot more fashion um, than I do, and she she loves. She's a lot more passionate about that that yeah. industry. I, I don't have the bandwidth for fashion because it changes so quickly, yeah, um, and so fast. I can't keep up. It drains me, and we often have a conversation um, about that. And I don't know how she does it. I always tell her I don't know how you do it. Yeah. And that's a big chunk of why I stick to beauty because I can keep reusing things a lot more than the fashion influencers. It's just, I can't imagine how a fashion influencer can go to a fashion show wearing something from two years ago. It would be an absolute no-no. Unless it's like a vintage or an archive piece or whatever. But it's, but I, I agree. And I, but I think it's so ridiculous because as a consumer yourself, let's say you weren't an influencer, there's no way 
you would only wear an outfit once. I mean, I know pe- women that, and it has nothing to do with like your uh, where you stand socially yeah. or like you know how like well your socioeconomic you are. status. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. I know women that can literally buy whatever they want, but they still repeat wearing gowns even at because weddings. Because it's yeah. normal. Because it's normal. Yeah. So this whole lifestyle of you can only wear it once yeah. just blew up. I, yeah. And again, I know I keep bashing social media, which I shouldn't because it's like my day job. <laughs> but like, I feel like that's really elevated this whole yeah. like uh, idea of like you can never. And the whole cliche of, oh, fashion editors, oh, like Devil Wears Prada, you never wear that again, like stuff like yeah. that. But what I've also noticed is that the influencers now that are doing really well are the ones that are actually giving tips on how to rewear yeah. an outfit yeah. like so many yeah. different ways, so many different times, yeah. like capsule collections the, and all that. But it's what I find is what's interesting is that when I look at at, at the fashion crowd um, from an outside point of view, I find that a lot of the fashion crowd that wears the more high end things tends to repeat a lot of their pieces because they're key pieces and they're investment pieces and you're not gonna buy an investment piece and just wear it once. It's the, and I'm not bashing, maybe I am. You can bash a little. I'm gonna bash a little. <laughs> um, but if you're the the Shein kind of crowd, mm-hmm. these are the people that are doing a thousand dollar hauls and wearing it once and chucking it and doing another haul and chucking it. And these are the people that are not repeating outfits. And that's the crowd that's, wearing it once and you never see the outfit again. So there's a little bit of a um, discrepancy there in the crowd with the high end versus, um, again, I'm not saying everyone has access to high end. A lot of people, I would say 90% of the people don't have access to high end designer wear. But, which brings me to my next question. How can people have a sustainable wardrobe with quality pieces? If they can't, if they can't afford high end pieces, but they don't want to buy look, plastic. Look, crap. I think for a really long time, I was like anti fast fashion mm-hmm. for a really long time until I moved to London and educated myself on the fast fashion industry. First of all, it employs thousands of people, thousands, mainly women mm-hmm. um, who are not paid a decent wage, who are treated so badly who work in factories in, with really bad um, like conditions and re- they work in really bad conditions. And it, I just, I, I thought, oh, okay, so if I don't buy fast fashion and people really start to, to boycott fast fashion and stop buying fast fashion garments, we put these people's lives at risk. So I think there's this, this idea that people connect sustainability with not buying fast fashion. I think that the industry needs to get regulated. Fast fashion retailers need to design with better materials and people can still stop, still continue to shop fast fashion, but to keep because the quality um, of items has, has um, improved. So I don't, a lot, of, I, a lot of the time I get questions about like, oh, so I, I can't afford, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You can still buy fast fashion, but just buy to keep. Why? And normally with fast fashion retailers, they they use such bad materials that things fall apart so that they're made so you can consistently consume, right? Because they fall apart, right? Because they fall apart. So it's on 
on Pretty Little Thing and and Zara and and these fast fashion retailers to improve the quality of their and it's it's honestly like it's something so small and easily like it's just the greed I think um, so I don't I don't think that people should stop buying fast fashion I'll say it like I don't think they should do that because of the women that make our clothes. People forget that there are women sitting there making our clothes all day. But yeah, like Ursula de Castro, she's she's always she's like kind of a revolutionary in the sustainable fashion uh, movement and she's always like be reminded like don't talk shit about fast fashion. Be, re- be reminded that the, there are women making these clothes and that yeah. like people forget that, you know. Um so while it's great to kind of invest in quality pieces just because they last longer, it's kind of a whole mindset and you need to educate yourself about it. You can't, I've, I've struggled so much with getting backlash for saying invest, invest, invest. So I'm very careful with the language that I use because people can't invest, 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 yeah. you know? So I'm like, if you can't afford it, that's totally fine. Shop small, shop from like independent uh, brands, um, shop fast fashion, but choose, look at the materials, choose things that are cotton, try to avoid polyester, like look at, like educate yourself on what you're buying every day and what you're wearing on your body every day. Um, and what about pre-loved or thrifting? I love pre-loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love vintage. So like, I'm like a, I, I find like pieces that I, uh, I'll Google things um and I'll try and like hunt for them mm. like whether it's online or like around London or things like that I love thrifting um and I just recently actually found an amazing Judith Lieber clutch Ooh. I know right um and it was like missing a few crystals and I was like okay Judith Lieber clutches are really really expensive and I've just found like a pre-owned one and that was in a mint condition like absolute mint condition and it's uh it's an egg like a oh. Fabergé egg and it's just so cool and um I just ordered the Swarovski crystals yeah. online and yeah. I just kind of did a had a little DIY, DIY. <laughs> uh project at home and kind of glued on the missing crystals and it's and I gave it like a nice clean and it so comes, good as with, comes with a cute little comb as well inside it's <sighs> really 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 nice um so yeah sometimes you get just some and i i bought it for a fraction of what it costs you know at retail um so yeah no i love thrifting and i think that's also like a cultural thing i think it it's from now it's becoming a little bit more yeah common here to i think it's a cultural thing because i think in the middle east we have a we have a strong resistance to Ew, you're gonna wear something, something that used. someone, yeah, exactly, yeah. like ballet, you know, like yeah, yeah, ew. yeah, absolutely. It's funny because when this whole vintage wave started in Dubai, in the Middle East, again, everything's always a little bit delayed than the yeah. West. The word vintage was like, ooh, people weren't. I feel like people didn't understand that vintage means secondhand, yeah. so they were all over it. And then suddenly they realized, wait a minute, someone else has been Does wearing this. this. you Yeah. <laughs> and then it stopped. It went quiet for a bit. And I think now with the whole sustainability drive and like movement, it's yeah. coming back. But I want to go back to what you mentioned about um, fast fashion and how it, it employs women. Yeah. 
there are arguments that yes, it employs women, but the conditions of yeah. those employments are horrendous. Yeah, horrific. So, what are your thoughts on that? Like, some people, like even me, sometimes I'm in two minds. I'm like, yeah, you know, they have jobs, but also they've been treated so badly. So, trying to understand like what works, what's better, what I should I do? I think that's why everybody has a role to play. So, as a consumer, you need to become more educate yourself more and kind of apply pressure and sign the petitions and push brands to um, treat their garment workers uh, better and, and pay them a decent wage and improve the factory conditions. And then it's on governments to regulate those things as well. And um, I think, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Rana Plaza disaster, yes. which was yeah. awful. It was horrible. And I think so many people should take accountability for that. And it's on the on the retailers but it's also on governments it's on people it's like it's full circle right it's all of us getting involved in it um it's never it's never i don't think it's strategic or beneficial in any way to kind of just put the blame on a fast fashion retailer i think there's so many other mm -hmm. people involved um but yeah like i really it's really important for us to improve these factory conditions and to push that in order for them to continue to have jobs and, mm. you know, yeah. we, we forget that. Everyone's like, oh, I'm not wearing fast fashion. I'm like, hang on a second. Yeah. You can't just not wear, like, you can't just stop shopping. You can't just boycott it. Yeah. You need to improve it, you know. Yeah. We need to have a healthy fast fashion industry. Yeah, and I think it's, the, it's also not just stopping the purchasing of fast fashion. I think it's just s controlling your excessive consumerism as well. Even yeah. if you're, if, let's say you're buy, I, that, I mean, this is what I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Even if you're buying like investing in like investment pieces, if you're buying something every day, like four or five pieces, sure you, you can invest in that. Doesn't mean that you should just because it's not fast fashion. Because yeah. that's again, over consumerism. And I think that's something that's huge now, especially yeah. after the pandemic where everyone was just shopping online. Yeah. So I think it's more about you as an individual can make a change, not just by boycotting something, but by also changing your habits. Absolutely. Um, That's why I think it's so important to educate yourself on, on materials. Mm -hmm. And so polyester is awful. It's like the devil of materials, right? Yeah. And um, it, like with, with anything, so if you, if you owned a cafe and then you sold raspberry muffins and blueberry muffins and every day people came in and only bought the blueberry muffins would you still continue to make raspberry muffins no so in that same logic if you go into a zara and instead of buying polyester you, you'll only buy cotton or maybe maybe you'll buy recycled polyester which is what zara is doing right now and a lot of other fast fashion retailers it's just kind of a greenwashy mm. you know but they'll, they'll probably make less of it if people, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a business it's, uh, yeah, it's strategy, isn't it? Yeah. So if someone's not, something's not selling, you won't make it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And that's on the consumer, right? And maybe you can't force them to stop producing polyester items, but at least you can stop buying them. Yeah. And you can buy other things in there. I think they make great cotton. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. They make nice cotton dresses and t-shirts and that lasts longer as well. Mm. So yeah, I think it's, it's on all of us. Yeah. I like that you brought up the whole white clean washing, not white washing, green washing, <laughs> green washing um, comment because that I've, we've seen that a lot, not just in the fashion industry, also in the beauty, beauty industry. Beauty is the biggest with culprit. like the vegan and like clean beauty and stuff when they're not really 
actually yeah. clean. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? And like, what are, what are things that we as consumers, because we're all learning, right? Yep. We're all trying to understand how we can help the environment. So as a consumer, what are things that we should be careful about when it comes to greenwashing um, uh, brands? Actually, it's, it's so common. Mm. So it's really about kind of diving into these companies, which is what I did when I was in college, was there were a few, there are a few organizations that can help you. There's like Good On You, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but it's a platform um, that tells you everything about basically every single brand in the world and how they're doing in terms of um, and how ethical they are or how sustainable they are. So you have things like that, like directories that actually dive into like certificates and things like that. With greenwashing, I guess it's just you're really just educating yourself about what the company's doing and and looking like with beauty products i don't know you would know better than me honey and it's like um read what the, the ingredients what yeah. is, is it the ingredients it's just an unregulated term yeah clean yeah. beauty is just unregulated it could mean anything you have such a sultry podcast voice <laughs> yeah, i have to say i have a i have a bit of a scratchy like throat this week <laughs> <laughs> thank the influencer that's going around but it's just an unregulated <coughs> <term. coughs> Hannah, Hannah, someone else is here too i know i'm a bit nasally but oh, no but you do you both have a great We're having a moment <laughs> yeah, sorry i'm just like jealous <laughs> but it's just unregulated yeah but I have a question for you. Because yeah. um, a lot of people, I think the reason a lot of people want to overconsume is because they want to look trendy. Yeah, They want to look good. They want to look fresh. They want, don't want to wear the same outfit over yeah. and over. What are your tips? I don't know, because I'm like anti-trendy. <laughs> I'm anti-trends. Maybe not trendy, because just to look maybe modern or fresh or just I guess date. like I just, just don't overthink it. I think we overthink things too much. Do you have like little tips or tricks that you can just update Like getting dressed? Look? Like, yeah, oh, like oh. When, you, when you get dressed, what can you do to update First that First of all, look? my rule is don't take more than five minutes to choose what you're going to wear. Oh, my oh God. God. I've yeah, already lost. Are, I'm already out. <laughs> like like just, just pick the outfit and just go with it. I feel like so much time is wasted oh choosing my God, clothes. So yeah, much. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and, and everything... It, and the longer you take to choose the outfit, the less comfortable you are, mm. the less, you know, the less, I don't know, it just, that's it's my rule. It's funny. Less you than say 10 that. minutes, I'll say. It's funny you say that because I take forever because I'm very moody with what I wear, but I always end up going back to the first outfit I yeah. tried on. So that's interesting that yeah, you say that. Yeah, there you go, because yeah. that's what you gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, I always, I always pick my shoes first. I love, I love shoes. Shoes are my thing. Like shoes are my thing, and and um, I always feel like they make the look. Mm. Um, so so you work your way, f like you work your way yeah, up. Yeah, because like think about shoes, right? Mm. Very. Um, that yeah, I'm, I'm wearing sneakers today. <laughs> nice ones. Yeah, they're well. really cute yeah. sneakers. Yeah. Um, but um, think about like when you think about the weather, mm. right? You think about what shoes you're going to wear. Yeah. So it's. It's basically, oh, or you're going to the beach. So it's very, it's determined by other external factors. So start there okay. and then everything follows, right? Yeah. So I always choose what shoes I'm wearing first and then I choose everything else. Um, but I've always been kind of, uh, I, 
maybe when I was younger, I used to shop excessively and I wasn't very mindful about my consumption, but I think it just comes with age. You just yeah. want a really nice wardrobe full of nice things that you can rewear. I think you just mature yeah. and, and your view of fashion gets healthier as you get older. Um, so I'm like very happy with, with, I honestly, the other day someone asked me how often I shop. I don't think I, I shop a 10th of what I used to maybe even less than that. Like I used to really like, I used to go to the mall a lot. I, I have friends who like are in Zara every weekend buying clothes. Wow. And I just, maybe I'll shop like maybe twice, three times a year for a few pieces that I like. Okay. But I, yeah, I, I just don't shop anymore. But does that also include accessories? Like shoes and bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call you out on that one. Yeah, yeah, you can call me out on that one. Yeah, I'll 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 invest in like a bag and yeah. a few pairs of shoes, but they're forever, right? Yeah, of and course. And like everything else in in my wardrobe, I f I'd like to think that everything is forever. Mm. Um but yeah, I think it comes, you know, you just start to as you get older, you you have a smaller circle of friends. Mm. Yeah. Um you have a smaller wardrobe full of like and and those friends are also like you know the best friends you yeah. can have right because yeah. and i feel like it's, it's it's like that with everything in life true it's funny you say that because now whenever i try to shop i try to think is this or anything in my wardrobe is this something that would i would want to pass down to either my kids yes. or my niece or anyone like that and then that's how i determine okay this is a good thing to buy because some of the stuff that's out now, I'm like, I would never want my daughter wearing something like that. First you know? of all, I would never leave the house wearing it. <laughs> I mean, it that too. Just because I look like a salami. <laughs> it's just not, who wears that? Yeah, I know. It's just anatomically not okay. Yeah. I mean, style has really changed oh, and yeah. it's gone in a direction that is not something that I ever want to be in. Yeah. And of course, again, it's very personal everyone can i'm not saying it's bad but it's just not something that i would want to be no in. no it's not bad some people look incredible rocking mm. these outfits i just i think i've gotten to a point where when i was when my mom was my age now i used to make fun of her and be like Ugh, mom you're so uncool but now i'm at that age where i look at outfits and go like oh my god who wears this yeah exactly. you know you're like at that age where you're like looking at these like outfits and going who wears this mm. but I then think, someone think, wears it and they look incredible yeah. and you're like Okay. I think everything everything comes with age, right? Yeah. Like, like your thirties are better than your twenties, right? I don't know. I'm still in my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, like yeah, everything gets better in your thirties. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and um, I think throughout my like maybe my early twenties, clothes used to um, like over. I used to always want to look cool, and mm. I always wanted to look. Uh, like edgy and trendy and then and then when I got into this whole Instagram thing which was because I actually got into it kind of not by fluke but I used to own a store in Jordan called The Rail yeah. oh yeah that's true yeah. Yeah. yeah so I used to like wear the clothes from my shop and put them on Instagram so it was kind of how the, the page really started I would say um and at the time it was uh I, I started Instagram because I, my brother had passed away and, and I was like, I felt really depressed and um, someone said, oh, there's this new uh, app called Instagram and uh, you can just like post photos and I was like, 
really? Mm. Um, and it was, I, I, I used to like post photos and I look back at my very, very early photos and I remember feeling so depressed because I was in London and I was just like going like window shopping and taking pictures and posting. And at the time, Instagram, if you remember, was like you'd post five, six photos a day. Yeah, yeah. with right. heavily filtered as yeah. well. Very like the Valencia filter. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thing. yeah, Valencia was my one. My, my, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's how I think my relationship with, with clothes started, right? And Instagram and like posting things and, and, and always trying to post, look cool and wear new things. And, um, and then I just, it started to really overwhelm me. And, and clothes are meant to dress you, right? Not depress yeah. you. So um, yeah, I just felt like constantly buying 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 posting 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 and then just had like a woke up one day and just had like a shift so I think it happens with to everyone you'll just wake up one day and just be like this is a waste of time (laughs) and effort and money and just everything it does nothing it's and you can repeat and repeat outfits and really no one cares yeah you know like someone messaged me the other day on Instagram it was it was in the winter time, and I had like a puffer jacket. I have this one puffer jacket, and uh, she said in Arabic, "Like ma hadkir has jacket," and she's like, "Oh my god, typical! You've typical. only you've, this is the only jacket you own." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, you obviously know that. No, yeah, it's not the only jacket I own, but it's okay if I wear it every single day. Yeah, of the winter, it's none of your business." Yeah. But I think that's that's the problem, isn't it? Such a problem. It's such a problem because they point it out, and and I want to turn around and be like, "Don't you have a piece that you wear all the time? Yeah. Like, why is that an issue? And if you've bought something, if it's like, oh, you bought a house, but why are you living in it so much? <laughs> exactly. Stop living in your house. Like, because there's this mentality that like you're so sure if you use something a yeah. lot. It's what what is that? I don't yeah. understand that. I don't know. And it's so weird because we're innately a circular culture yeah. you know the biscuit box becomes the box of tin uh, of buttons and yeah. pins and the bag of the supermarket has bags from the supermarket in it exactly yeah. and and all t-shirts become cloths and so we're we're quite circular as a as a as a culture and we use things and we overuse things so why don't we treat fashion like that why can't we just use and just enjoy i think it's a generational thing though because um when you speak to the older generation like my grandma it's not the same way as the younger generation. There's yeah. a shift. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, but maybe the change in socioeconomics as well had a, had a big role to play. Yeah. Um, also, because they reuse and we don't. We yeah. don't fix things. They also, do. they didn't have a pretty little thing. Yeah. No, like they, didn't. they, they only... They made like their own clothes. They made their own clothes and they used to make their own shoes and, yeah. and you know... Yeah. And fix things. And but fix things. I, I don't know how to sew. Do you know how to sew? I don't know how to sew. Uh, I do. I do. I don't. Oh, girl. <laughs> yes, yeah. girl. I might not have a good voice, but I know how to sew. <laughs> you have a great voice. <laughs> but I think it's also accessibility. We're just, we have access to so many things, so much more than our parents did and our grandparents did. Yeah, and you have so options. Easy. Yeah, and it delivers in two hours and like you can return them for free and everyone's like just buys in bulk and you know, oh, like I had a friend, I mean, I have a friend who um, oh, you're still talking bought to something. <laughs> yeah, bless her. Like, I see where it's coming from. But she bought like a bunch of things from this online retailer and uh i like how you didn't say the name yeah i'm not saying <laughs> the name and then she was like um yeah it's great and like i bought like 
them in all the different sizes because I don't know if my size fits or not. And like, whatever, if I don't like it, it was cheap. I'll just get rid of it. Like, I won't even bother returning. Like, why should I bother with that? So like, it's because it's so accessible. You know, that's the problem is that people think that when you return a fast fashion, so with, with, with hyper fast fashion, so, uh, like pretty little thing. And what's the other Shein. one? Shein. No, but that's boohoo. Boohoo. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was <laughs> going to okay. swear. It's okay. <laughs> I was going to say the F word. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they don't process returns. What do you mean? Mm. They just get rid of it. Yeah. What do you mean? It's, I've heard that too. It just goes to landfill because it's oh. too expensive Why? to sit and put it back into the stock system. Mm. It's, what? It costs, the top costs three pounds. So, or three dollars. And sometimes they cost nothing. Remember when they had those, the 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 hundred percent off sale? What do so you mean hundred percent? They just had so off. much stock; they were just giving it away. Mm. It was a hundred percent off. What you were uh, you'd only pay for shipping. Everything was free. How? Yeah, and I I'm remember they also you. had a like a one pound bikini. A one pound sale or, or one pound something. Yeah. Like so, imagine. I mean, I don't know. I've never honestly. I think I've never shopped from them, so I don't. I'm not trying to be a snob. I just, I've never shopped from them. Such a snob. It's I'm not. It's called <laughs> the news, honey. It was in the news. Okay. We weren't shopping those I one pound. I don't the Daily news. Mail either, Zara. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I've never, uh, what do you, they like, how does this? So with, with, it's just not worth the time and effort to reprocess the return and put it back into the stock system. So it just yeah. all gets piled up and it all just goes to landfill. So it's better for them. Like they won't spend in more money. It's cheaper for them to Ooh. just get rid of it than to... My jaw just dropped. Yeah. Like, so so people think, oh, I'll just return this. And most of the time, like you said, yeah. why would you return why something that's like three it? pounds? It's People actually throw things like that just in the bin. Yeah, because the process of returning is it's so like, ugh, I can't be bothered to put it in the box. And blah, blah, blah. So I have, I have a question because I heard, I, heard, I heard something about this, but not, not about this topic, but about donating clothes. Because my next question was going to be like, why don't they just donate it? But... Apparently, when you donate clothes, they also end up in the landfill. A lot of them. Really? Apparently. Um, donating is giving it to someone else. Yeah, but when you donate it to like a lot of these donation bins, um, not a lot of them end up uh, going to people who need them. But I also think it's the condition you're donating. Isn't it? I mean, that's what I would like. If something has lots of holes in it and it's falling apart, I wouldn't donate that. Yeah. Look, every single piece of clothing on the face of this planet has a home, mm. in my opinion. What do you do with clothes that you don't want anymore? You can donate them. You can sell them. Well, how, how? Where do you donate them? Where do you sell them? So that's the thing. Like You see how Vestiaire just removed all their fast fashion yes. items off the website. Yeah. Mm. And while they're trying to pretend like they're putting pressure on fast fashion retailers, it's not. They just want to sell big ticket items, yeah. right? Um, but people can resell fast fashion items. They were. There was 5% of the items on the website were like fast fashion items because there is there are people out there who, like someone doing something incredible, it's someone doing something incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Fabric Aid is like this organization. I don't know if you've heard of it, but my friend uh, Farah has like the the country, Jordan's country manager for Fabric Aid. And what they do is they take clothes, you donate, there are bins all around Amman and she takes the clothes and she sells them in 
and communities where people can't afford to buy and she gives them a shop a dignified shopping experience where oh that's it's amazing. an actual store with hangers it's not yeah. a yeah you know it's I mean? not bins because why why would you yeah like why sh- why shouldn't people have a dignified shopping experience even if things cost 50p and one pound and yeah. they're actually on hangers and there are fitting rooms and it's it's just lovely yeah people can take their kids out shopping even if they only spend like five bucks but it's a it's yeah, why not why should you yeah. have less of a shopping experience exactly. just because why you're should all yeah. this stuff be in bins yeah because it's horrible to, to like sift through bins yeah right? like why why do we do that to people so you have organizations. So it's called Fabricate. It's called Fabricate. And, and is and it international? Is it? I think it's, I actually think it's a Lebanese. Okay. I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but um, I think it's Lebanese and, and they're in different countries. And okay. I don't know if they're in Dubai, but I think they might, must be launching soon. But okay. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Like to donate your fast fashion items and then act for them to go on, to sell on. And then they take that money and they reinvest it into Fabricate. It's not like it's a charity. Yeah. So it's... Um, yeah, you amazing initiative. You can, yeah, it's an yeah. amazing initiative. We need more of those initiatives, yeah. and I think it's yeah. I think that would really work here because people do buy a lot of fast fashion. Yeah, and I think uh, we're lucky here in the Middle East in terms of donations because it's such a big part of the culture. Yeah. So if anyone's looking to donate, just Google search and you can find places. Yeah. I usually give my. Uh, I actually before I donate, I take the bags of clothes that I don't need and I go with my friends and we do a little like little shopping w- within our own wardrobes. Yeah. So if something maybe doesn't fit me, but my friend exactly. loves it. So like there's also that way a clothes of swap. Yeah, exactly. Like a closet That's sh- a swap thing. Clothes swaps are so popular in England. Like people go to these events. Yeah, but again, I think it's a cultural yeah, mindset. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think if you have your close friends, yeah, that makes like, we do it all the time with my, my girlfriends. Like, yeah. oh, by the way, I'm getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Do you want to go through it? And I'll go through yours. And like, it's, yeah, we're like yeah, sisters, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, you would do that with your sister, yeah. right? You would go steal something from her wardrobe. Oh, so all the, the same time. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I think I'm just sitting here in silence because <laughs> I grew up with brothers. So yeah. I have no idea. But you have friends. You can come to my wardrobe. I can come. I don't to know. Yours. You've never invited me. Like, Zahra. let's normalize it. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's, let's talk about it and normalize it yeah. because, yeah, I mean, yeah, we do it all the time. And I found incredible pieces from my friends that yeah. I like we wear now. And uh, another thing is that I I go to my mom a lot because she knows a lot of ladies uh, at the mosques and stuff that need help or know families that need help and then we we donate our stuff yeah. there so that's it's always easy when it comes to donations yeah reselling yeah i mean i'm not very good at that so i guess yeah. if if we made the process easier for yes. people to resell yeah. instead of i don't know i, I guess it's somewhere in the middle east it would have to be like a white glove service where someone comes to your house and takes mm. pictures of everything and sells it for you yeah <gasps> that's the type of business plan <laughs> i mean that we have that but only for luxury items yeah, yeah. so we, we have um premium resellers yeah. uh where they have they have yeah. uh, a concierge service that comes to your house they assess your um your bags your shoes your yeah. jewelry and they, and quote, they, you re- they and quote you and they resell it for you and then yeah, yeah. they take their cut and i then, feel like there's but um, not for fast fashion fast fashion but there is if you go to places like bar dubai and gases and stuff where the majority of the population are like the like people from the Philippines or from India, they have special stores. It's also actually named in uh, Tagalog, the name of the stores that means resell. And they do, and it's all fast fashion. Yeah. It's there. Depop, you know? I mean, look at Depop is mainly fast fashion. Yeah. yeah. So people do buy 
pre-owned fast fashion items and there's nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong there's with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It, and not everything is going to fall apart. Mm. There are some things like that will last forever, like yeah. like vegan leather, like fossil fuel leather that will just last till the end of eternity because yeah, it's yeah. plastic. So why not resell it? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, business plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So let's say... Um, I'm someone that start, wants to start being more sustainable. What are the steps I should take? Just like quick ones, nothing mm, like... I think it's just reduce your consumption, mm. just in general with everything. Yeah. I think that's what I've, I've done. With food, with, with, food, uh, with clothes, clothes, with, with everything. beauty products, with groceries, shopping at the supermarket. Yeah. Like supermarkets are a g- great place to start if you really want to start your sustainable journey because everything's already wrapped. So you don't need bags. I was um, um, like, I had this conversation. Like, if you look at vegetables or fruit that come packaged mm. in, like, on a styrofoam tray, and then cling wrapped, and then that goes into a bag. It's just insane because fruit has wrapping. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's wrapped. Yeah, you're not eating the banana peel. So like, it's okay if it's not in a plastic bag. Yeah. yeah. Is it true you could die if you ate banana peel? I don't know. I don't I know. I'm terrified of bananas. I don't eat, I'm not allowed <laughs> in my house. So I don't Really? Know. Yeah, nope. Why? I've not touched a banana in, I don't know. I mean, I would random. say I can Why? try and find out. I don't know, I, I, I don't know. You're missing out. Is it an actual fear? I, I find them so gross. Oh, you find them gross. Like the texture. Everything. Just, yeah, no. I love bananas. Missing out on banoffee pie. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. No. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Right? Mm. We should get some banoffee pie after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do that on your own. <laughs> um, but eat, like apples, oranges, you know, other civilized fruit. Civilized. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like them. The, the We're going to get so much hate from banana lovers now. I'm sorry, Thanks, guys. Honey. I apologize. It's just a personal I mean, I'm preference. allergic to strawberries and people <gasps> love strawberries. I love strawberries. But really? have you seen the TikTok where they um, they the soak them and then worms come out of them? They're Listen, pretty gross. It's, I, I've done the soaking thing. It doesn't. It's Unless like you've gone to the farm and pulled it out yourself, then yeah. Okay. But usually they're not that Because like, it kind of put me off strawberries. No, it's that. not that TikTok bad. is great at putting you off of loads everything of I, lo- I actually love tiktok i don't use it Me as a too. platform but, like, but i just love everything i learned from it i know i think i've become like so much more educated through tiktok like but life things you know about life it's life taught hacks. me so much. Yeah, it's yeah. taught me so much. Like, I don't have kids, but I stumbled a con, a, a, a con, <laughs> a con, um, on a video uh, of, like, a dad who put, like, the medicine cap with, like, ser- like medicine in it yeah. into, like, a juice box, but with the straw coming out the other side, and then the cap in the back, and just gave it to his son, and the son was like... <laughs> Oh ah, my god, that's so clever! That's just smart, yeah. And I learned that from TikTok. So See? for all the mums out there, yeah. <laughs> that's a little Hannah tip. <laughs> we should do like a TikTok. What TikTok has taught me? Episode. Yes, <laughs> that would be yeah. smart. Because like I feel like we are just a small group of millennials that exist on TikTok. You'd um, be surprised that thrive by the way. on TikTok. Yeah, thriving is thriving on TikTok. Yeah. Um, Are you active on TikTok? No, I'm not. So I was for a little while, but like really silly, stupid. Not the dancing. No way. No, but no, the not the dancing. They no. do, which was fun, and then I stopped. Yeah, yeah, I tried and I did well, but I can't. I just don't have the bandwidth to do more than one platform at a time. Yeah, so no, no. I'm, I'm working on it. 
I'm trying to be Gen Z. Yeah. I refuse. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love TikTok. I think it's great. It's so entertaining. Yeah. It's just like you open TikTok and then three no, hours are gone. I know. And you're like, what I is know, this time so warp? Dangerous. I know. It's dangerous. I wish it existed when I was a teenager and the day felt like it was like 20 million hours <laughs> but now that i'm an adult and 24 hours feel like three hours i yeah. can't afford that yeah. but i don't want to burst you guys's bubble but tiktok has really um pushed people to overconsume, especially with that one website that we don't really yeah. mention a lot um and yeah. like they're like i mean i even have a saved folder of shop from that website oh i yeah. don't shop that website yeah. i refuse it's it has that foo-foo smell i don't know how to explain no, it not that website the other one <laughs> i don't think people will know which one you're talking about. oh are you okay, okay we're genres <laughs> mouthing it <laughs> oh yeah that one. See that one which one Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we try not to talk, not to talk about, but everyone's guilty of like shopping. Yeah, from I there. mean, it's the ease, right? Yeah, and again, it's accessibility. Yeah. It's so easy, and it has literally everything. Yeah, but they so. they also suck with their packaging. Yeah. like it's a box within a box within yeah. a massive box. Yeah, like, I, I mean, bought. You know these little. Um, I think everyone the, knows the, which one we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. We're the just little, not going to say it. Uh, the little plastic ball with a jelly substance in it that, like, you put in your bag, and it. It cleans, kind of cleans all the, all the gunk stuff. and and thing in your bag. Yeah, what is it's that? excellent. Okay, because mm. I have a I don't know. Like, wait, you, what do you mean? Okay, so, okay, so it's, it's like a um, like a, a putty. Oh, inside a, a plastic ball, and then you just dump it in your bag, and it collects all the gunk and dust in your bag, so that you don't you know this mystery dust that your bag collects over yeah, yeah, over yeah. days, like felt and like. Yeah just Hate weird crime. dust yeah. you don't know where it comes from there's a mystery dust in your bag it cleans all of that out so you just yeah. take it you open the little plastic casing of the ball and then you just wash the putty and you put it back in and it cleans all the dust That's all over amazing. again yeah so i ordered it it's tiny it's like a little l smaller than a golf ball and it came in a box that's the size of a shoe box yeah i know why it's such a, i know it's such a shame literally why yeah guys well, i, I have to say Another thing, <laughs> your nails. Oh, oh thanks. We have matching nails. No, but they're amazing. <laughs> well, um, it's uh, shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. <laughs> Henning's uh, salon snob thanks. is where we get it done. Nice little name drop. There. <laughs> <laughs> shameless. Sorry. I'd rather name snob than the retailers. So. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. No. No. But that's a really good friend, yeah. thank guys. You. I have to tell you, thank like you. honestly, thanks. to whoever's thanks. listening, like honestly, thank you. Incredible nails. Thank you. Thank you. We try to use. Um, um, Speaking of sustainability, we try to use brands that have a low uh, carbon footprint. Yeah. And um, at the salon, we are trying to use a more sustainable approach. So we recycle a lot of our uh, cans, uh, aluminum foil, uh, plastic bottles, yeah. uh, things like that. We try to use things that have um, no formaldehyde, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we're trying to be you know as sustainable as a sustainable salon can yeah, be it's yeah. not easy it's not easy but you know we're a bit more uh, we put a little bit more thought into what brands we bring yeah, into i mean that's uh, great because you it's on start somewhere yeah. it's just little steps it doesn't matter sometimes i'm like oh do i really need to recycle that like who cares but it really does make yeah. a difference and then creating that habit as yeah. well yeah. of then you start with baby steps and then eventually you, s you realize wow yeah. i just completely changed my lifestyle for the better yeah so i think yeah one of the things I wanted to ask before we go, because you mentioned education a lot. Yeah. So where do you s 
recommend people go to get educated on things like honestly this. one of the best websites out there is called good on you mm. it's a great website okay. it does all the research for you you literally just have to put the name of the brand in there and it'll give you everything like their sustainability rating what they're doing um how ethical they are like materials they use you can really and i mean the internet mm. yeah <laughs> just google it yeah just google it you yeah. know but like, yeah, I guess educate yourself on like certificates and what certificates brands need to have and things like that, um, where their factories are, you know, okay. everything is Googleable. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Googleable. Uh, and what's next for you? Um, I love Save Your Wardrobe. I love um, my job there. I love working in tech. Um, but also just love being involved in the in the sustainable fashion movement i hope that uh, i can continue to speak about it on instagram and just kind of you know get people talking about it i don't think we talk about it enough so um yeah i think just keep doing what i'm doing amazing awesome. yeah. can't wait to hear more yeah from thank you. you so much super inspired Oh, I'm going to start. Thanks I'm gonna for go having me. Of course, I'm so glad we did this. I think it's something that people really, yeah. like you said, need to talk about. So yeah. yeah, and it stops. It needs to stop being so taboo here to mm. um, maybe uh, buy pre-loved or wear pre-loved. Um, yeah. It's not Abe. It's mm. nothing is Abe. Yeah. It's like yeah. we need to stop. <laughs> no, a lot of things are Abe, but this is this is not Abe. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Agree. I agree and as well. Thankfully, we have people like you that can yeah. show us the way oh, and tell us thanks, that girl. it's not Abe. Yeah. So thank you so much yeah. for thank being you, here. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. This was a lovely episode. Yeah, it was wonderful. Let's go watch stuff on TikTok together. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's do that. <laughs>